0: Welcome to The Union Hack, a podcast by Dave Pingay. All views of my own or those of my guests, and don't necessarily represent the views of the organisations we're affiliated to. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Union Hack. So, this episode is just me, I've got no guests today. I really wanted to do this episode. Um, on the back of what happened yesterday yesterday was the union's first ever virtual conference the new normal we're doing conferences via zoom who knew that would happen two years ago one year ago even when we were planning our conference all getting ready to go now those of you who know me know I jointly am a of the NEU Facebook group the unofficial members only NEU Facebook group now when we posted that there was a conference going on a lot of people got really annoyed and started saying well where was my invite why didn't I know about the conference I wasn't invited I'm many human but I should be invited to this conference well this podcast is a little bit for you and a little bit for other people to share because this podcast is just about annual conference and why you didn't get to go if you thought you wanted to go um, and how you get to go to any future conferences, any future annual conference, be it a virtual conference or be it a conference in person. I got to go to the special conference yesterday. As I go, I sat in my front room and had two computer screens open in front of me. That was me going to conference. I didn't really have much of a commute. But the conference went to be in Bournemouth. And obviously, because of the the pandemic and the situation we had in April, we couldn't do it. Just it just wasn't safe, and it got cancelled a few weeks before. And everyone had to get the money back, and that's that's by and by. So, I got to go to that conference. or was due to go to that conference because I was elected to go by my district. My district sent out. Um, nomination papers to every single member across the whole district, all nearly 1,400 people there are in Luton, or 1,400 members a lot more people than Luton, 1,400 members of the NEU in Luton, and of that um, five people wanted to go, we are only allowed to send five we also had to send a, one of those five had to be a woman and one of those five had to be an ATL member, an ex-ATL member ATL heritage member uh, luckily, our ATL Heritage member was a woman, which worked really, really nicely, because it's really important to get the female representation. We are 76% women, as we are continually reminded. So I had to write my, my nomination form, why I wanted to go, my name membership number, on the understanding that if more than five people wanted to go, there would be an election. Now, in your district they might be allowed more than five people because it depends on the size of your membership. Just up the road, in fact, in Hertfordshire, is a massive district. It's a huge county and, as such, they have a big membership, very large membership. There's some very large urban areas in Hertfordshire. They're allowed to send, I think it's 15 delegates. I can't remember um, what it is at the moment, but they're allowed to send a lot more. And again, they have certain quotas, to fill so the key thing is if you want to attend and your conference my advice would be to start attending ordinary general meetings of your district get yourself known get your face known at the moment it's really easy you don't have to travel anywhere they're all done via zoom because we can't have more than six people and to be perfectly honest i'm not convinced many educators want to meet in a room for lots of strangers at the moment. Everyone's a little bit paranoid, aren't they, after being in the school all day and they're in their bubbles. And those bubbles, as I've said in the previous podcast, are, are far too large in, in far too many situations. So attend a general meeting, and it will be on the agenda of a general meeting. Not every district holds a ballot. Um, some districts will just do it at a general meeting. They'll ask people at that general meeting, and it'll be on the agenda, so people will have the opportunity to um, attend the meeting and make make it known they wish to attend. Um, they'll ask people to that meeting who would like to go. And again, there'll be a set number of places. And if more people wish to go than there are places, they'll have a, a vote, either at that meeting or they'll do a full ballot. Because we are, at our heart, a democratic union. That's very, very, very important that we're fully democratic and fully transparent in in what we do. So you get elected to be a delegate to annual conference. There are other conferences. We have equality conferences. We have women's conferences. We have supply teacher conferences, young teacher conferences. There's also other conferences. But annual conference is where we set our policy. That's why it's a really important conference for us. So you've been elected as a delegate. Let's assume this term is usually the term that gets done you get elected as a delegate. The district secretary will do the paperwork and they'll send it off to um, head office. Head office knows you're then a delegate. So you then start getting information about annual conference. It might take a while. It usually starts happening near the time you get given the annual report or the executive report. They keep changing the terminology. We agreed actually yesterday to change the terminology. I can't remember exactly what it was but basically everything the national executive have been up to for the past year hopefully then not always hopefully enacting the will of annual conference because we tell the executive what to do so assuming in normal times we assume we haven't got a global pandemic on our hands assuming with normal times the conference will be usually in a big 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 conference center um, often, uh, sometimes seaside towns, big conference towns. You see the political conferences, p- political party conferences, go to the same sort of places. So I think this year was going to be Bournemouth. Uh, next year, if we if it happens, it'll be Manchester. Um, I can't remember it's after that. Someone did tell me, but I've forgotten. But it, we've been to um, Harrogate. We go quite a lot. Brighton. We've done. Uh, I think sometimes Birmingham. Cardiff is quite a good one but we go to all the different places we have a big conference center we put you up in a hotel sometimes you have to pay for the hotel in advance um, and we pay you back sometimes the district pays and you get all your meals paid for you get a meal allowance up to a certain amount so that's all the sort of you know, sort fun of side of it I suppose the accommodation the meals but the nitty-gritty of, of conference so what happens at, at conference well at conference we debate motions, we debate policy. The motions they come from um districts and branches. So districts and branches get together, people write motions and they say what the problem is and what they want the union to do about it. They instruct the national executive to do something. It could be a silly example that we think that the sky isn't blue at night, it's actually turquoise and we instruct the executive to run a big campaign, big PR campaign, um, to rename the colour of the sky. That's uh, so just a really silly example, obviously not related to anything in education. Now, bear in mind that most motions, all motions, the exception, exception of priority motions, are written and submitted in the autumn awesome term to be debated at Easter. Well, a lot can happen between... When you submit a motion, the motion can be done in, in September or October. A lot can happen between then and um, March, April, when the motion finally gets submitted. So all the motions are collated in a big book. There's a big book. There's usually well over 100 motions in the book. And people look for the book, and then they people will submit amendments to them. They prioritize the motions, first of all. Um, that then produces a much shorter booklet, which gets sent out to, to districts and branches and from then on in um people submit amendments so it could be just to update it it could be they think it's it's going along the wrong lines and so they want the union to to do something different they don't want it to say what it says they want it to say something different so people submit amendments now sometimes groups get together and and discuss amendments um but each district or branch are free to write their own amendments. So often you can have seven or eight amendments on a motion. Obviously these can't all be debated and I'll come to that in a minute. So for each motion um they're discussed in order, not everything gets discussed because we have time limitations and we pass votes. Most votes are one member, one vote. So if you're in the conference hall, an annual conference you basically Lift up your conference agenda, not your hand because there's a lot of people, it's very difficult to see, but your big white conference agenda. And the president at the front, which at the moment is Robin Bevan, um, in his absence, if he had to pop out for something, it would be Daniel Gabidi, who's our senior vice president. So he counts the votes, and if there's a clear majority, then the motion is passed. If obviously there isn't a clear majority, or the clear majority goes the other way, clear majority against it, the motion is lost if the vote is close we go to what's infamously called a card vote and um, that's because we, everyone used to have little cards which carry with it the weight of your membership and now we call it a digi vote because we now have digital voting we finally reached the modern world in trade union worlds and when you have a digi vote when you have a card vote then the membership of your district is split up amongst the delegation so I said in Luton there's about 1400 members so if we went as a full delegation of five then my vote is worth around 300 um so if everyone in Luton voted the same way if all five delegates voted the same way then that'd be worth around 1400 votes if everyone in Hertfordshire voted the same way worth about 8000 votes but there's a lot more of them um, and so each person's vote isn't you know, probably worth around the same. Uh, officers, so the senior officers of the union, so the treasurer, the president, the vice presidents, people like that, Member of the national executive, they all get a vote as to members of the conference business committee. Their vote is only worth one um, because they don't really have a, a membership behind them. So all the power lies in the districts. Some votes require a two-first majority, some votes just require a, a simple 50%. It's sometimes when it's too close to call and you can look across and think, oh, that's, that's, that's clearly that's a majority. Um, but your perspective means a lot. So um, when you go to a car vote, it gives you a very, very accurate picture and very quickly now, actually not quicker than it used to be, very quickly tells you whether the, the motion is, is won or lost and exactly what the percentage is. And that vote is then recorded. So Um, after conference my vote becomes a matter of of record so people can look back and say Aha! I know how Dave Mingay voted on that motion Now we get to the contentious bit of conference Now I've been guilty of this many times Um, We have something at conference called standing orders Standing orders are basically the rules of debate the rules at which conference has to follow the rules which conference has to follow uh, in order for conference to run smoothly now standing orders allows debates to be closed early when I say early I mean you can um, stop the debate on a particular amendment you can stop debate on a motion entirely and you can stop you can go straight you can go straight back to the main motion without debating any further amendments so as I said there could be up to eight amendments you can decide after one Do you know I this is I've had enough of this and you can call for the the debate to be stopped at that amendment and it just has to be seconded now that then has to go to vote or conference so conference and votes okay so these two people think we've had enough of the debate do you want to take the you know, do you want to now vote on the amendment and Yeah, vote on the amendment and then you can go back to the main, main what we call the main question the main motion as amended if that's what you say so we can just say that enough in one amendment. There always has to be a card taken against. When I say a card against, someone has to speak against it if someone has said they want to. So, if you get to say amendment one on a motion, and after the, it's proposed and seconded, you jump up and say the magic words, um, which are in standing orders and they change all the time. So I'm not going to say what they are. It's just to read really standing orders, it's a real treat then if someone has said they want to speak against, that person has to speak against because we have to have a balanced debate. Some people, it's always the same, um, don't don't like it when people do that, and I've done it in the past. Usually, it's wise to take one or two amendments and it's usually nice to take a couple of speakers. Often, it's there isn't time. There's not always time to take lots and lots of amendments and lots and lots of speakers, especially when... Everyone is just speaking for an amendment or or for a motion. This happened at the special conference yesterday. We had similar standing orders and people had to write them in the chat because you could jump up and down and shout at at Robin, the president, and he wouldn't hear you unless you're in the next room, in which case you'll be staff and they don't partake in conference. Um, So it's always controversial. A lot of people don't like it. Some people do like it. It's not always it's not always to do with time i'll be honest with you sometimes our political motives because trade unions are inherently political as uh, so um, wise once told me many many years ago it can be that you want to win the debate and you are going you're trying to manage the debate effectively it could be that someone just gave a cracking speech that really it really helped you win the argument do you think that speech is amazing be it for or against you might want to defeat the motion you might want to win the motion because not everyone agrees it could be that you're asking you think what we're asking everyone to do is unreasonable so someone gives a stormy speech against it and if you're great that's it i'm going to close debate now and you invoke standing orders it could be the other way you know, try to, to win the argument so you you jump up and you, you insist that the debate is closed now remember it's always in the hands of conference we always say it's in the hands of conference so if if people don't want the debate to close you just say no um and that has happened many times i've i've done it myself i've um called for the debate to be ended and it's been seconded but then conference said no hang on a minute we, we want to hear the next speaker and we want to hear the next amendment And you never know what group of individuals are thinking. You can try and second guess it, but there's a lot of people in the conference hall and actually on the debate yesterday, conference yesterday, we had over 600 people. So you never guess what 600 people are thinking. I'm sure some people were in communication with each other and there's a little bit of factionism that happens at conference. But by and large, you don't know what people are thinking. So it is always in the hands of conference to do that. It can be frustrating, and so many people over the years, myself included, many, many well-known activists, uh, have had speeches prepared, and they're just getting up to give their speech, and boof, the debate's closed. Another speech gone. Another speech in the bin. Some people bin them, some people don't. Some people look more organised. I was chatting to someone yesterday, a really good guy called Chris Denson from Coventry, might get him on the podcast, actually. He was saying he's got a whole book of them. He's a whole book of speeches he's never, ever given because the base is closed. And actually, you can pretty much guarantee that if you're bound to speak on Amendment 4 and below, the chances are you're not going to get to. You won't be giving that speech because we have to give the proposer four minutes, the seconder gets three minutes, on the main motion then each subsequent speaker gets three minutes so if you, you know four plus three is obviously seven then by the time you've taken the speech on the amendment that's ten minutes uh, the second on the amendment you're up to 13 minutes sometimes there's other motions you want to get to in the agenda so unfortunately sometimes you had to close the debate yesterday we had an hour for each motion one hour for each motion and each motion had lots and lots of members. And we, in the end, we finished the conference about five to four, five minutes to spare at the end. So people do quite rightly moan that debates close early. Sometimes, as I said, there are political reasons, not gonna lie. Sometimes it's just people thinking, do you know what? Let's move on, let's just get more business done, let's discuss more things now conference is a fantastic event and i really 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 recommend that you put your name down to go if if you can and um, most uh, districts are very family friendly conference is very family friendly particularly the virtual conference if children can be in the next room um doing something and child care is much easier to organize but when we have an in-person conference we have a organizing free crash which runs whilst conference is in session the crash is open. We allow partners to go. And, and actually there's loads of fringe events to attend as well. So a fringe event, if you don't know, a fringe event is organised by a group of people. And there's no motions discussed. It's not about um, passing more policy. It's about educating people, uh, talking about a current issues. There's always international fringes, for example. Talking about Palestine is always, always one. There's always one about Cuba, Venezuela. Uh, in the last conference I went to, had a, a really interesting conference about Turkey. And I learned more about the issues that are, are facing people in Turkey that I didn't really know much about. There's usually fringes, different political party, uh, fringes, often the Labour fringe. A lot of members of, lots of active members in the LEU are members of the Labour Party, not exclusively. Uh, often anti-racism fringes. um, some tpt events there's lots of different fringe events you can go and learn more about the work of the union and sort of sort of fringe issues i suppose uh, is a good way to describe it so i can absolutely recommend that you go really really worthwhile and you meet lots of people as well there's a real social science conference um you really get to know different people and really good networking tool and a chance to really find out what the union really is which is one of the reasons for this podcast. It's finding out what the union really is and what the union really does, as well as having your say in the future and direction of the union. You can give a speech. You can, even if you vote, you're still having your say in a democratic process of the union. And conference is the supreme ruling body of the union. The motions all come from the grassroots members, debated by grassroots members, members of the executive can oppose them if they so wish they can stand up and give a speech against kevin and mary don't and and can't intervene in debates because often people think oh well yeah everything gets decided by the general secretaries it really doesn't the the general secretaries are, are there to carry out the wishes of the union the executive and the officer steering group and if you want to find out a little bit more about what the officer steering group is do listen to my podcast with louise atkinson who explained all about what they've been doing and especially their role during the pandemic so just going to end it's been a very short podcast but hopefully 20 minutes worthwhile explaining a little bit more about conference but this is the term this is now from october onwards when districts are having meetings they're having their ordinary general meetings they're deciding on who they're going to send the conference next year be it a virtual conference or be it a conference in person we don't know yet no one's got a crystal ball some people have booked hotels other people haven't booked hotels uh, but don't worry about that because that's your district responsibility that's not your responsibility at all your district will sort all that out for you but do put your name down to go to conference either you even if you're unsuccessful keep trying every year be keen be that person who wants to go to conference and actually people who take their kids say their children love it they rave about the crash some children have always grown up in the crash they've been going for so long they look forward to going back every year it's usually over the Easter weekend um, not exclusively at the moment sometimes we, we move it around um, but do look out for your invitation to attend conference or your invitation to, to attend an or a general meeting where we're discussing delegates to conference so for the last time Put your name down to go to conference. Email your district secretary now. Tell them you want to be considered to go to Annual Conference 2021, whatever form it may be. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe. That way you're never going to miss an episode. while you're at it, do please rate and review the podcast. And also share it with your friends and colleagues so we get the message out. And lastly, if you've got any suggestions about future interviews or you just want to get in contact with you. you can email me, theunionhack at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at The Union Hack or on Twitter at The Union Hack. See you next time.